The Locked on Sun Devils podcast has a lot to talk to you guys about today on this Friday edition of the pod. We got to talk about some recent speculation about Jaden Daniels and a potential transfer location. We also got to talk to you about the words of endorsement that Herm Edwards has been given by two very important people on the Arizona State University staff. And then we close it out talking a little bit about basketball and the preview for the Pac-12 tournament coming up here on the 9th. You were listening to the Locked On or Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. Joined always is my good friend and co-guide Connor Drios. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, the best spot for your daily Arizona State Sun Devils news. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts in an audio form. Me and Connor are there. We're also available on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, share, all that good stuff. Let us know. Follow us on Twitter as well. Myself, at RichieBrads36, Connor, at Cedrios, and the podcast, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Connor, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into this. Big Wasting time? We were setting up the show. We got to set up the show, man. That wasn't a waste of time. Everyone wants to listen to that first minute, 45 seconds. I don't want to listen. Anyways, where's Jaden Daniels headed? <laughs> That's the that's the question mark. So, on Thursday afternoon, there was a report that came out that Jaden Daniels was signing with the Missouri Tigers over in the SEC. And we had speculated that maybe Jaden wanted to hop over to the SEC. And Mizzou, on the surface, seemed like the team that was going to land Daniels' talents. However, if there's one source you can trust, it's directly from the guy. And Jaden Daniels came out and said, I have not signed anywhere, just so you know. While he didn't exactly dismiss going to Mizzou, he did come out and say that as of right now, he is not signed, he is not committed, he is not transferring anywhere, including the University of Missouri. Connor, what are our initial thoughts on not only this whole situation, but the potential idea that Jaden is going to find his way over to the SEC. Yeah, first things first, I want to understand where the, the lack of connection uh, is in terms of their communication. Uh, how, how can like the school think, oh, he's coming here? I, I saw multiple tweets saying like like their head coach, like they got their guy. And Jaden's saying, no, they didn't. Well, I still think this is a strong candidate to land Jaden Daniels. It's just a little odd to me. The situation's a, a little odd as a whole. That being said, he's going to the SEC. I, I, I think it's a possibility. I've already talked about this once the, the Jaden Daniels news broke. I'm very curious if this is more of a, uh, I want to do what I can for my career to go to the NFL kind of move, or if this is what I can do for uh, essentially the biggest NIL move for my career, right? What can I do to line my pockets right now? Right. I don't, I don't know how I feel about a move. If it's for an NIL deal, how I feel about him going to Mizzou, like it's this huge step up from Arizona State. Like at the end of the day, it's in the SEC better than the Pac-12, right? Like you and I love Arizona State. We love their sports. 
at the end of the day, the Pac-12 does not get a ton of respect for some of the right and some of the wrong reasons. SEC is definitely king, so good for Jaden if that's where he does decide to go. It's just, uh, again, like when we were talking, I think it was maybe earlier this week, it was kind of a, if he goes to, in what my opinion feels like a lateral move, I'm going to be a little kind of off put by it. So if he does end up going to Mizzou, I, I, I saw the news and was kind of like, eh, okay, good for you. If you feel like that's better, I guess that's that's better. But when I, I first saw Mizzou, I guess that wasn't the school I was expecting in my opinion. No, not at all. And I mean, Mizzou doesn't have too much going for them. They were six and seven this past year. So bowl eligible, but ultimately didn't win their bowl game. And you look at what's on their roster and Connor, there's not much. They had Tyler Batty last year rush for 1600 yards. Tyler Batty is going to the NFL. The next leaning rusher on the team was Elijah Young, who only had 37 carries and had less than 200 yards receiving. They don't have much either. Let me see. Shirt, Shirt, Take your time. Take your time. Or Kratowski. I found it out. Class Kratowski, syllables if you need. Kratowski Dove had 576 receiving yards and zero touchdowns as the leader for the team. So there is not much that Jaden is going to have over at Mizzou compared to what he had at Arizona State. And again, Mizzou is SEC, sure, but Vanderbilt is also SEC. So. Take it with a grain of salt. You got the label, but you're not necessarily like a team that actually lives up to the label of Southeastern Conference. And His games will get played earlier in the day. Yeah, 100%. They're That's not gonna a benefit. Be, they're not going to be anywhere special, though. Like, you might be able to sneak a couple CBS primetime games, but, I mean, it's not like these games get nationally broadcast. Mizzou is not what we would call a powerhouse not even a powerhouse, like like a just a branded school, right? Hey, they had Drew Locke. They did have Drew Locke. That's it. That's it. <laughs> they, they put a few. They put a few guys out here and there, but I mean, it's not like this is a school that is putting out NFL talent every single year. And we're gonna see that again. Tyler Batty's gone, and there was not much else after Batty. So, and we're not comparing them to ASU like we have this embarrassment of riches. Right, like this. This is a, a problem for ASU as well. They're going to kind of have to run the ball by force because they really don't have a whole lot to throw to in the passing game. Uh, and and again, we don't even know what the run game is going to look like. So it's not like we're saying if he stayed here, his offensive weapons are ten times better. We don't know that. But at the right. same time, again, it's not like he's going to a bona fide situation where it is he's got his ex receiver here. He's got a good slot or tight end guy, uh, a, a stud running back to be able to rely. On. They have a lot of questions too so if that's the route he does go again very much a, a lateral move in my opinion even with all the stuff going on with Arizona State uh, but as we'd already talked about in the beginning part of this podcast he says he has not committed anywhere so uh, again very weird that the communication going on between the school and Jaden Daniels so not not the first school I, I think that we'll hear from uh from this so far but uh I'm very curious if he does end up elsewhere if Mizzou ever comes out to comment saying like hey here's where we misunderstood like we thought he was coming here for sure uh, to me, that's that's a yes or no question. Are you coming to ASU? Yes or no. Uh, so I'm not quite sure where that's getting misconstrued so far. But uh, yeah, certainly not the only school still available to Jaden Daniels as of right now. No, and for what it's worth, the source that tweeted it out was Mizzou Fan Club on Twitter, which has less than 1,500 followers. Take it with a grain of salt. They actually doubled down after Daniels had tweeted out and said, I'm not committed anywhere as of right now. Thank you. They doubled down and said, Daniels has signed with Mizzou, 
but it does not mean he's locked in. He is still able to play anywhere he can. I have not seen any other sources confirm this, though. So, I mean, yeah. am I saying they're wrong? No, I'm not saying they're wrong. It, it, it definitely could be true. But until I see an ESPN report or a um, NCAA transfer portal official Twitter account report, I don't yeah. know how much stock we can put into this. However, I do. I I could totally. <laughs> that Sorry definitely. About that. No, you're good. That definitely seems like some kind of option for Daniels to end up in. Because again, like you said, his games are going to be broadcast earlier. For what it's worth, he's going to the SEC, and he, he's going to be the guy. Like the whole offense is going to be based around Daniels. It's not like at Arizona State where he had a Rashad White to bank off of. It's going to be the Jaden Daniels show, and he's going to have to elevate everybody, Connor. Like it, it's going to be up to him to carry this Mizzou team that's very mediocre, if we're being honest. And they have been. Like it's not like a few years ago they were a great team. They've had some good defenses over the years. They've had the Charles Harris's and the Michael Sams and some other guys on defense. They had Jeremy Macklin like 13, Jeremy 14 Macklin. years ago. Yes. They have put out some players. Cardinals legend, Jeremy Macklin. Was he really a Cardinal? I think he might have been a practice squad guy. I might gotcha. be misremembering that, but I think he might have been. I remember. You know, I think I'm I think I'm confusing with Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree was yes. here for a cup of coffee. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. but regardless, this might be my own ignorance here. I'm not sure what the difference is between signing with a school versus not committing to them, right? Like, what what is, did he, like, did you get his autograph? And that's what you meant by he signed with uh, with Mizzou, because seriously, like if, if he is signed slash committed, how, how does that not mean he's not playing for you? Like, what percentage of his rights? Like, he's not a stock that you can just buy a part of. Like, we don't right. own Jaden Daniels because we have forty nine percent of his stock. We don't we don't have all of his rights. So if someone else signs fifty one percent of him, like he can still go to that school. So I'm very confused on what that Twitter report means. And, and again, this could be my ignorance. So. If there's if there's some sort of stipulation here where he's halfway in with Mizzou but can still go somewhere, I don't know. But it, it's a very for them to double down again on it, saying, "Well, he has signed with us." It, it just again confusing more to me. I, I don't think at this point it means anything. I don't think he is any uh, any closer to Mizzou than maybe he might be to another school at this point. Well, not to worry because the Locked On Sun Devils will have you covered for all that information as it comes out. But until then, we are going to go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we got to talk about some praise that has come out from for Herm Edwards from two very important people associated with the Arizona State University. But first, we need to talk to you about a couple of our friends. First friend's going to be Run Your Pool, guys. March Madness is just under three weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking now about we're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, RunYourPool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit your scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff you don't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, RunYourPool can, uh, can help you take some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees and even gain customers. Plus, they'll offer full white love customer support, Custom branding and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe you're in your pool uh, because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test to that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cast prize, 
Uh, join us at runyourpool.com backslash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness, all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com backslash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. Looking forward to seeing you there and beating you there. This year, I'm not giving up on my New Year's resolution the way that I would have before. I'm sticking to it because not only am I eating healthy, but I feel confident about it thanks to Built Bar. If you haven't had the Puffs yet, let me tell you, you're missing out because it's one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your new favorite flavor. All Built Bars, again, are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. If you go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be absolutely blown away. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compared to a protein or a candy bar, which typically has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. These bars are high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, and low in carb. With so many different flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, so many more. Plus, this month, white chocolate cookies and cream is the limited time offer. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will all be delicious and it'll all be good for you. So do yourself a favor. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Connor, we're back. Remember... The Locked on Sunnivals podcast is free and available on all platforms. Let's go ahead and dive into a new conversation now. Herm Edwards getting the endorsement, not only from athletic director uh, Ray Anderson, but also, more importantly, getting the stamp of approval from Arizona State University President Michael Crow. Connor, these are, these are very high praises that are coming down for Herm Edwards from two very, very, very important figures in the university. So, But why? But why? So but why? it came out today in an interview with Bickley and Murata that on, on uh, Arizona Sports 98.7 FM local radio, this was said when they were talking to Michael Crow about Herm Edwards. Give me one sec while I pull the quote. Here we go. Coach Edwards has done an outstanding job of upgrading our program. We've got this collision of people who have decided not to play by the rules related to recruiting. We'll be looking at how to make improvements. Coach Edwards is responsible for the actions of all his people, but these are not the things he asked them to do. These are not the things he was a part of. So what Michael Crow is basically endorsing here is Herm Edwards plays by the rules. What the rest of the coaching staff did was not according to the way he wanted to run things. Now, here's the thing. There, there is still that stipulation that he's in charge. So in other words, he should have been all over this and taking control of this. It never should have gotten to this point. Totally yep. understandable, right? 
But for what it's worth, and I can totally buy this because this is just the way that Herm Edwards has always come across as an individual, not just a coach. He is somebody who is a fair man. He plays by the rules, sticks to the rules. He's a good leader and a voice among men. According to Rashad White, he is also a sensei. There you go. He is a sensei. I, I do remember that. Yes. He he definitely comes across as that guy, which is why when this news broke, it was almost kind of surprising that Arizona State was at the centerfold of all of this. So I I buy it to a certain extent, right? I buy it because that's definitely the character that speaks the loudest from Herd Madwards. However, this should never have gotten to the point it got to. And I severely doubt that Herm Edwards was completely blind to this whole situation, the way it is made out to appear. We have Michael Crow and Ray Anderson all this week kind of talking about uh, how great Herm Edwards has been, which, let's be fair, when he first started, so maybe his first two seasons, uh, maybe first three seasons, I was the third year was the COVID season, but Herm Edwards, in my opinions, was going beyond my expectations when he first got hired here. In my in my opinion, this last year, this was the make it or break it year, right? And they did not get any better. Now coming along with everything they've gone through with um, with the recruiting violations, I just I don't know, man. Like I I feel like I've lost all my faith in uh, essentially who's running this program. Not even at the football level, but uh, whether it's Michael Crow, Ray Anderson. This they're obviously on a united front in terms of a public opinion. Whether they truly believe this in their heart of hearts, we don't know. We can't, like, unless they come out and say otherwise, like, we can only take that at face value. That yep. being said, I, I totally agree with their with their comments as far as Michael Crow saying that he should be held responsible for everybody beneath him. That's 100% true. But I've seen conflicting reports. I've seen other people out there saying that Herm Edwards did have a hand, saying that he did also meet with people uh, prior, or essentially, like, during the time where, when they, uh, they, they could be recruiting players. Only the NCAA is going to be able to figure this out, right? We, we can talk about maybe why one is true and one is not, but until the NCAA actually comes out and says, here's what we discovered during our investigation and here's what we believe happened, until that actually comes out, I don't know who to believe because, right. again, like Ray Anderson and Michael Crow aren't going to come out on uh, on the airwaves mm-hmm. and essentially say that, yeah, Herm Edwards, you know, he was recruiting players, but we like him better than maybe some of the other coaches, so we just decided to keep him around. They're not going to say that. Right. And maybe he didn't have anything to do with it uh, again. Like just because there's a report out there saying that he did uh, recruit during that time, that downtime also doesn't make it true. Right. So uh, until the truth has been 100% dug up, I just, I, I think ASU as a whole, all the way from the top is just doing what they have to do to kind of cover themselves. Uh, because yeah. at the end of the day, like in my opinion, if it does, if it comes out that Herm Edwards was involved and they find this out, uh, maybe they, for some reason, ask some of the players that, uh, that they believe to be recruiting during this time. I have no idea how they're going to go about doing that. But if it does come out that Herm Edwards was involved at all and the school has doubled down now publicly saying, yeah, he wasn't involved, you know, maybe he should take some of the blame because he's in charge of all these people, but we still believe he didn't have anything to do with it. If the report comes out that he in fact did, that is going to make you look so dumb. Yep. So dumb. Almost as dumb as uh, Herm Edwards saying that uh, he believes fully in Jaden Daniels at the end of December just for him to walk out a month and a half later. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, took that L on that one, that's for sure. Playing on what you said, Ray Anderson also had this to say, quote, we just have to be patient as required 
And so we're going to do to do that before we make any final determinations of our program, who leads it going into the long-term future. But one thing I can tell you, I certainly personally don't believe that any rush to judgment is justified here in the case at ASU. And I will remain adamant about that. So while he doesn't directly specify any kind of like outgoing support for Herm Edwards, it is very much implied, very much implied that he is completely in Herm Edwards' corner and doesn't believe in putting down any kind of judgment on anybody that's still associated with Arizona State, including Herm Edwards. And quite frankly, Connor, this is the right thing to do. You need to be backing your guys the entirety of the way, even if you're wrong. There, this, this is your coaching staff, and it's a reflection of you, too. Like, what would it say about Ray Anderson if he not only threw Herm Edwards under the bus but allowed these allegations to be going on while everything was happening. And at the end of the day, probably was. And unfortunately, it might cost him his job. But right now, he needs to stay in Herm Edwards' corner because it, it's not only important for the brand, but it's important for his integrity as well. So don't blame him at all for coming out with this stance. And again, this, this is 100% believable from the Herm Edwards standpoint. I believe you when you talk about the way that you have described Herm Edwards. Okay? Totally believe it. I just don't buy that he that he had no idea. That's where I'm dismissing this completely. Agreed. They can't come out and say that, yeah, he might have had something to do with it, but we're still going to keep him on staff. They right. just they can't do that until they have a definitive answer. So um, I, I guess good for them by, by backing it up. But uh, time will tell. Um, once the, the judgment comes down, uh, I, I personally still don't believe her member's job is safe. I, I think if he's involved in this more than what's come out publicly, he's gone. I think if they have uh, a worse season than what they've had, right. Cause they can't seem to get over that eight win hump. Uh, they keep talking about building this 15, uh, or it's like top 15 program. But if they take another step backwards, like you and I probably think they will at this point. I, I just, I don't think his job safe. And, and again, that includes in my opinion, all the guys they've brought on in the last year or two. Right. Nope. Totally agree. So in the meantime, this isn't a surprise to see Michael Crow and Ray Anderson come out and defend their guy. I will tell you, it, it is huge that Michael Crow came out to defend Herm Edwards. Now, that's a guy you want going to bat for you. So if anyone giving you that kind of um, not so much stamp, stamp of, approval. of approval. Oh, the not okay. a stamp of approval. Certainly not. <laughs> I, I mean, that could be the way. Who you would say that? Some some jerk who went to GCU, probably. But for for Michael Crow to want to step up and defend you the way that he has, that's that tells me a lot about how he feels about Herm Edwards, his character, and the way he represents Arizona State University's football team. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close out this second segment. When we return for the third and final segment, we're going to talk a little bit of basketball and the potential outlook for the Pac-12 tournament that's coming up here on March 9th. But first, another quick word from our friends over at BetOnline. Guys, the football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back for the third and final segment of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, it's time to switch gears, talk a little bit of football now. First things first. You mean we gotta talk basketball? What did I say? Football. Like switching gears from if the court if the court reporter will read back what you said, we are now switching gears to basketball. I'm just here to correct the people so they're not confused. I'm gonna take this chip clip that was sitting on my desk, and I'm going to throw it at my screen. And then will you tell me who the potential players that or uh, teams that ASU could be playing in the Pac-12 tournament? Absolutely. So I actually I'll go ahead and turn it over to you, Connor. Tell the good people about the potential outlook right now. This is what we're going to talk about, by the way, is with the Pac-12 tournament around the corner here very, very soon, ASU has four games left to play before the end of the regular season. So the the road to the Pac-12 tournament is right around the corner. This is very, very important for Arizona State. They want to find a way to get near the top, if not win the whole, the whole tournament in order to get themselves into play for the actual NCAA tournament. Connor, who are some of our potential victims heading into this situation? So to set the stage, um, the way this is going to work is everyone's going to be seated, right? Generally, it's just going to be by your record. So uh, in this case, like Arizona right now would be the one seed in the Pac-12. No surprises there. Uh, your top four seeds are going to get a buy for the first round. So starting on March 9th through uh, March 12th is when the entire tournament's going to take place. But those top four teams get a buy. So the, with the way the current standings are, Arizona, USC, and UCLA are essentially almost locked in to, uh, to take those buys, right? Uh, now, Oregon and Colorado are about two, two and a half games left, depending on uh, their overall win-loss records. Uh, but there's only about four games left, right? So there's not very much time for some of these teams to be able to make it up. That would also include teams like USC or UCLA losing multiple games, which they haven't necessarily had much of a, a losing streak at all this year. So uh, Oregon and Colorado are going to be fighting for that fourth seed and starting with that bye. But from there, your teams will be seeded at uh, five, six, all the way through 12. And so where that puts Arizona State currently, as they stand six and 10 within the conference, they're currently the ninth seed, meaning that they would play the eighth seed in the very first round of the tournament. If things ended right now and they're going to play who essentially the eighth seed is in front of them, that would be the Stanford Cardinal, Richie, who they already played earlier this year when they lost 79 to 76. Very close game. Uh, not a lot of defense in that game with ASU, especially putting up seven, six points. They dropped 44 in the second half alone. Uh, so it's not something we've seen them cross that 40 point threshold. Many halves this season. Um, so Stanford could be one of the options. That being said, Washington state and Washington uh, are both at eight and eight respectively with Stanford being at eight and nine. So now with essentially all those teams only being about uh, a half game off, there's a situation where um, all those teams can kind of flip. Uh, my apologies. My dog seems to have a bit of opinion on the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, I don't blame him, but it's probably a bad opinion. It, it, it's uh, totally agreed. Uh, so that being said, those are essentially the main players you're going to be looking at, right? Because Utah is already two games behind you. And especially if you beat them in one of your four remaining games, Utah is not going to be passing you. Same thing with like a Cal. Uh, 
So that being said, your your only three opponents that you could potentially be facing are Washington, Washington State, and Stanford. So not exactly a, a matchup that feels unwinnable, especially with how unpredictable this Arizona State team feels like they've been this season. 100%, man. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this all comes down. So Oregon State is definitively the last team here, and there's absolutely no way that Arizona State could fall below them. The worst Arizona State could finish here is 11th in the standings. They do have uh, Utah and Cal right on their tail. They're two games back, though. Arizona State sitting at 6-10 and 10, with Utah and Cal both sitting at 4-13 and 13 on the year. So there is a chance that ASU could find a way to move up in the standings, though. It's not completely impossible, Connor, for them to find themselves all the way up to being the 6th seed if they went out and the teams ahead of them, being both the Washington schools and Stanford, find a way to lose at least two of their last games, right? No. Yeah, two they, of the last, like, four-ish. Some of them might even be three or five. Uh, I haven't looked at they, their schedules. but they would, they, Yeah, they, they would need to lose at least two of their – or three, because right now they have tiebreakers over Arizona State. So they would need to go one and three in their final games, which isn't impossible. It's just very unlikely. So – I would be willing to bet that Arizona State stays firm and pat with the ninth seed, which would ultimately put them against one of Washington, Washington State, and Stanford. But like you said, as of right now, we are playing Stanford. I don't hate our odds in that game, but we'll see. I mean, it just it truly depends, Connor, which Arizona State basketball team is going to show up. Is it going to be the one that's complete, finds a way to put up a good amount of points, and does good enough defense? Or is it going to be the one that is a one-half wonder and then finds a way to uh, crap the bed? So we'll see. It's just it, – it's it's the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing right now. We just don't know which Arizona State basketball team we're going to be getting. And it's very frustrating. But as a famous Richie Bradshaw would say, it is what it is. Uh, agreed there. Now, based off of what they've already done this season – uh, they did beat Washington 58 to 55. Uh, they played Stanford essentially pretty close, right? And they do get one more game coming up against them at the very end of the season. Uh, but essentially Washington is, uh, they, they only have played once this year. That game wasn't necessarily close. They lost 87 to 64. So based off of current matchups, maybe that's the team you potentially want to avoid. And at the end of the day, like if you want to make a tournament through the PAC 12, uh, you're going to have to face some pretty tough basketball schools. So, What's a, what's a Washington compared to an Arizona or a UCLA, right? Right. Uh, so at, at the end of the day, like if they if they get Washington, that's certainly not a death sentence, but it seems like they can play some of these games a little bit better uh, with a Washington State uh, or maybe a Stanford. And, and who knows, like if they do end up with Stanford again uh, in the Pac-12 tournament after they play them the last game of the year, if they end up winning that game, maybe that gives them a little bit of confidence saying, hey, we just beat this team. We yes. played them close earlier in this year. This is definitely a winnable game for us. Not that it's a guarantee by any stretch, but uh, this is not a guaranteed loss by any way or by any means. Your dogs definitely have some very strong opinions about that. So let's go ahead and put a close to this Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in every single day. Remember that the podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Pretty much wherever you get your podcast on an audio platform, me and Connor are there and available for you guys. We're also on YouTube as well in a video format. If you would like to see our beautiful faces, go ahead, subscribe, 
to the podcast, like, comment, five-star rating, ratio, add us on Twitter, all that fun stuff. Speaking of Twitter, go ahead and follow me at RichieBrads36, Connor at Cedrios, and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Again, thank you so much for making the Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Go ahead and make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Just like the Locked On Sun Devils, it is free and available on all platforms. And until next time, Sun Devil fans, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on Sun Levels.